Can they hear us now? Good. Here's one for you. Want to start something new? The best time is probably now. Combo Nation, what up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 234. You heard that right, episode 234 of Combo's Court. And I am Combo. Don't forget to rate, review, and if you haven't already, punch down on that subscribe button we here at combos court would greatly appreciate it tell a friend to tell a friend about the show today's episode scoop b of scoop b radio returns to combos court a fantastic conversation with scoop we discuss coach nash's challenges going forward the nba covid protocols and the respectable new york knicks plus more can't wait for you all to hear it you can find scoop on twitter at scoop b that's s-e O-O-P-B. You know, you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Keep in mind, we recorded this episode this past Tuesday. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Combo's Court, man. How you feeling today, man? I'm I'm great. Just working hard. How are you? I'm well. I scoop, man. What's been on the mind when it comes to this crazy NBA season? I'll tell you one thing, Scoop. The Nets are looking fun. That's the word I think of when I watch them. Fun, fun. They're looking fun. They are looking fun. Um, uh, unless you've been living under a rock, James Harden is a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, was part of a three-team trade uh, with the Pacers, the Rockets. Um, actually, the Nets, the the uh, the Cleveland, a lot of teams involved, uh, but essentially, Karis LeVert, uh, Jared Allen uh, left Brooklyn. Karis uh, is in Indiana with the Pacers. Uh, Jared Allen is in Cleveland with the Cavaliers, um, and Victor Oladipo found his way to the Rockets. And uh, James Harden is a member of the Brooklyn Nets, uh, alongside former Oklahoma City Thunder teammate Kevin Durant. Uh, we're waiting on Kyrie Irving. Uh, I'm told that Wednesday could be the day uh, that he shows his face. Uh, ironically, they play against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the team he won a championship with in 2016 alongside LeBron James. His former Nets teammate Jared Allen is there. And, um, yeah, the, 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 uh, the Nets, since uh, James Harden has arrived, are 2-0. Uh, yeah. And uh, makes you say with Kevin Durant, Achilles what? Right. He's looking, I would say, either 99% or 100% right now. I would, I would agree with you. Uh, salute to Kyrie for all the great work he's done off the court. Do you have any insight on Kyrie's current relationship with the Brooklyn Nets and what's going on there? Um, yeah, in, in, in part. I think the thing with Kyrie is um, this all started uh, about a week or so ago uh, with – uh, what was going, it took a personal day. And um, some of that stuff carried over into the weekend, his sister and his dad, uh, the, the later week, they threw an early birthday party in uh, West Orange, New Jersey at a place called 466 Catering. And um, I can tell you that I know that um, the Nets were aware of that party, but it kind of got out of hand as the video surfaced. Uh, 
know, him uh, at the party, maskless, but that doesn't mean that he was at the party the whole time without a mask on. It was just in that sequence of that video where they were singing happy birthday to his sister, Asia Irving, that um, there was no mask and he was dancing. But, um, you know, it was it was a, a, a gathering that wasn't at a nightclub. I think the optics of strobe lights and big TV screens gives it a, a certain look. I mean, this is a, a, a place that is right across the street from the TGI Fridays in a movie theater and next door to like a country club and a, and a, and a uh, gated community uh, in West Orange, New Jersey. So um, right now conditioning is what the Nets are saying. Um, I personally think um, that some stuff kind of gets mixed up um, as it relates to just his being for, for what we know, the whole thing with Washington DC was what, uh, has been cited as the reason why he's been out. Um, okay. You have questions about, you know, the chemistry with Nash. And and the, the only question that I personally have uh, goes along the lines of just when you play the same position as your head coach, you clash at times. Um, and to use a Nets example, um, Darren Williams and, and Avery Johnson clashed. They were both point guards. I don't know if Nash and Kyrie are at that same magnitude, um, but I think that it's still very early in the season. Um, and I know that they're still figuring things out. Nash is a rookie head coach. Um, and Kyrie is a, a, an NBA champion, a rookie of the year, uh, NBA all-star, MVP, an Olympic gold medalist. So I think there's still some figuring out uh, that needs to take place. But boy, uh, when when he and Kevin Durant and, and, and James Harden step on the floor together, um, it's going to be magic. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, it's actually magic right now, which is them two. Um, I have to get to this quote because I heard this quote. I want to confirm with you if this is a direct quote from Kyrie, because, you know, every, all the information you ever told me in confidence or on the podcast has been a 100%. You've always been solid with me from when we were in L.A. to at the charity basketball game. So this is the quote. Tell me if I'm wrong. I just didn't want to play from Kyrie because this is not even only about Kyrie. This is kind of about you, because I hear many people say, oh, I just only heard Scooby say this. So can you elaborate on that for me? Uh, I spoke with someone uh, who reached out to Kyrie okay. um, and uh, the conversation um, was, uh, why aren't you playing? And that was the response. Okay. Understood. Understood. What do you think is the biggest challenges for Steve Nash going forward? And let's just say even when Kyrie gets back. Adjusting to all of the great talent that's on the floor. Yeah. Um, and really and truly, I think um, living up to the expectation of winning a championship. I mean, they were a champion. They were a team that had championship aspirations before the big trade. And now they have to come together and win it. And that's not easy. I mean, you even look at the game uh, the other night against um, – the Bucks on Martin Luther King Day, mm -hmm. you saw, you know, James Harden looking for DeAndre Jordan on the alley -oop on two or three attempts, and they didn't get the kinks out just yet. It's a process. Yeah. Um, I, I think right now we are in that open gym process of just, you know, beginning of the semester, just playing basketball. It's not about position. It's just about players. And uh, I think the Nets are, have that luxury right now. 
Um, but I, I, so that's, that's the first part of your question about just the Nets adjusting and Kyrie adjusting and more, I think for Steve Nash, um, it's the personnel, um, and playing time. Cause Joe Harris has a nice groove right now. Yeah. Um, and when you bring Kyrie, ba- Kyrie back, um, it's going to be interesting. And I'll add, um, also we realized in Kyrie's seven games that Bruce Brown was the stud. That's another added addition. <clears throat> it kind of reminds me of um, the gym that the Sixers realized they had in Shake Milton and in going into the playoffs last year. Yeah, and he's playing great this year too. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so I, I think Bruce Brown is the, is, is Brooklyn is the Brooklyn Nets is Shake Milton, um, and I think at the end of the day, it comes down to just bringing it all together. The luxury that they have is it's early in the season and they're gelling and. Um, you know, you, you got to, you know, everybody thinks that it's the Lakers Western Conference, you know, to win. And, um, you know, you have competitors like the Denver Nuggets, the, the, the Los Angeles Clippers. But then but then in the East Coast, you have the Nets, you have the Bucks, you have the Sixers, the Miami Heat are the Eastern Conference champions. You know, I, I think that there is a level of um, a level of competition early in the season the Sixers started out hot they had a new head coach and doc but I think that the Nets um have the luxury of figuring out their personnel early in the season yeah uh as I told you before I thought the Nets looked fun I also think James Harden's looking more like a point guard role you know uh Rashad Phillips he talks about his you know his multiple positions he has and I feel like James Harden which is he, he's a hybrid guard you know in Rashad's book but he's playing more like actually like a point guard now. And on top of that, I feel like, and I don't know if you saw this, that he could even take it up another level. Like he didn't even fully get out all the kinks. And I think that's the real scary part. James Harden has always reminded me of Trace McGrady. Well, that's interesting. Smaller, but that's interesting the way he could score it. Yeah. I think that um, when you look at his trajectory, respect to, to Rashad Phillips as well, that's my dude. But Most definitely. You know, when I look at James Harden as a whole, um, as it relates to that comparison to Tracy McGrady, you look at it, you know, he was in Oklahoma, um, played alongside uh, Kevin Durant and, and uh, Russell Westbrook uh, and was inverted into kind of their point guard in a lot of assets or a lot of respects, um, especially during the NBA Finals in 2012. And, you know, you often had uh, Russell Westbrook coming off the ball, which kind of benefited Oklahoma, if I, if I recall correctly. And, you know, ultimately – it was a discrepancy over a couple million dollars as to why he didn't stay in Oklahoma and found his way to Houston. Comparatively, when you look at Tracy McGrady, uh, he was in Toronto playing in uh, Vince Carter's shadow and Tracy wanted his own team uh, and ultimately signed that max deal at the time. I think it was a hundred million dollars and went to Orlando was supposed to team up with Grant Hill. I mean, Tim Duncan almost became a member of the Orlando magic and, you know, when you uh, under Doc Rivers, Mike Miller was on that team, John Amici, Daryl Armstrong. And so, you know, that ended up being Tracy McGrady's team because, you know, Grant Hill's health was, was an issue for, for a while uh, after he signed with Orlando after hurting his, his foot in, in Detroit. And, um, you know, when you look at Tracy McGrady, what he did, you know, scoring championship and, you know, the, 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 the first round was always his Achilles heel um, as it relates to getting out in the playoffs. But, you know, when you look at Tracy, he ended up going to Houston and, um, you know, carrying on that that scoring tear, you know, hitting a plethora of shots 
over the San Antonio Spurs. I think it was in 13 seconds and winning the game and, and more. And so when I look at um, Chase McGrady, I mean, heck, I mean, J- Tracy and James Harden both had one NBA uh, finals ex- experience. The difference was it was towards the end of Tracy's career when he was, he had yeah. a, a cup of coffee with the San Antonio Spurs, but uh, LeBron James had other plans. Uh, when you look at um, just their trajectory, I think James has the advantage of not being hurt, um, but finding his way in his youth, you know, to team up with a, 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 a former teammate and in, in Kevin Durant, as well as in, uh, Kyrie Irving, a guy who, or the two guys that he's won, you know, Olympic gold medals. With. So I, I think when you look at, there are some similarities in his career and Tracy McGrady's career. The only difference I think is um, health, like I said. Um, and I think the other similarity similarity is that he's playing alongside a scoring point guard and Kyrie Irving once he comes back as he did with, you know, Russell Westbrook in Oklahoma. So it's going to be interesting um, what happens. And um, I want to see those guys win it. Uh, I want to see Kyrie be successful. I want to see Kevin be successful with another team. Um, I want to see James Harden um, kind of, um, Cement his career. He's a great individual player, great scorer, great passer, um, and 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 just a gym rat. Now it's time to you know to round out his career in that regard. Do you have any insight of what happened with that Tim Duncan Orlando Magic thing? Yeah, I had Daryl Armstrong uh, on my podcast Scoopy Radio, and he said to me, "Man, Tim was never coming to uh, to Orlando." Like. I think Popovich said something to him and, you know, he ended up staying. And I, I guess he made the smart move because uh, he won multiple championships in San Antonio after the first one he won in 99 uh, in a lockout shortened season uh, as a member of the Spurs. But uh, what a time it would have been to be alive, you know, to have have that that uh, glut of talent on one team um, competing for a championship. Um, but I guess they had other plans and, you know, they had John Amici. They had, uh, you know, <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, I, I, was, it was re- I was reminded of this. Um, you know, that Grant Hill, essentially, if I'm not mistaken, was part of a signing trade uh, with okay. Detroit. And you know who was part of that deal? Who? Ben Wallace. Wow. Everybody won in that situation. Um, yeah, that led know. to that led to a championship. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the most interesting championships ever. How they did that, I think. Like a lot of a lot of people were comparing like Miami last year to what they did because you know there wasn't a legitimate superstar. Even though Jimmy, when he turns it on, is pretty close to that. But yeah, there were I mean, a few things that happened. One, Kenyon Martin left New Jersey. Yeah, they had went to back to back championships. Lost to the Lakers in 02. Lost to the Lakers in 03. Um, and then 04. He was gone. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Kerry Kittles was gone. I think so. But then also, um, they made the Pistons made that trade at the trade deadline to get Rasheed Wallace. Mm-hmm. She played one game with the Hawks and then was traded to the Pistons. And then also, um, the Lakers were dealing with a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, Kobe Bryant was dealing with – his uh his rape case in, in Denver and was back and forth between LA and Denver and everywhere else. One, two wasn't well, Eagle, Colorado. Two, um, you're dealing with um kind of personalities clashing, Kobe's issues with Carmelo, Kobe's issues with Shaq. You had a a, a, a veteran team in Kobe, Shaq, Carmelo, Gary Payton. Gary Payton wasn't running 
the triangle to Phil Jackson's liking. Um, and Tayshawn Prince was underestimated. Yes. Great yes. deal. And, and Chauncey. Yeah, but we knew who we knew who Chauncey was as a journeyman. Um, we didn't know Tayshawn because he was a rookie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And when you listen to the analysis, it was just, oh, Kobe was having an off game. It was never giving Tayshawn his props. Yeah, great defender. Great defender. He'd be good in the modern NBA, too. He's such a long-rangey defender who is so skilled. Um, Dominguez High School in Compton, California. Yeah, they were tough, man. They were super tough. And back to modern day, uh, these Knicks are respectable, school. How about that? Who would have knew? Yeah, man, I like, I like Julius Randle. Wow, a he's a, I mean, uh, he's just got into shape and he's a more willing passer now, which, have, which has opened up things for himself, you know? Quickly's playing good basketball. Do you start him? Do you, do you, do you bench him? Uh, or, or do, excuse me, do you start him or does he come off the bench? Um, and R.J. Barrett, I, I like his game. Um, seven and eight, if I'm not mistaken, at the time of this broadcast. Um, yes, yes. They're, they're, they're playing good basketball. Um, I'd like to see that continue. I grew up liking the Knicks and um, as a kid um, and, and, you know, I think Knicks fans want to see that we live the days of Patrick Ewing, John Starks, Larry Johnson, four point play and more. But um, I think we have to stop living in that past and we have to create a culture uh, in the present that is worth watching. And so far, you know, they've been fun to watch. Yeah, most definitely. The Yes Network and MSG, you know, they got they got something good right now, especially especially the Yes Network, right? <laughs> yeah, they do. Um, MSG Networks, uh, former employer of mine, definitely. Okay. Um, Definitely, definitely are um, putting out a good product as far as uh, the Knicks. But I, I think that the, the biggest thing for the Knicks is just to continue that. They've had a great start, but um, I feel like they're still missing something. I don't know what that something is. Um, I like Tom Thibodeau as a head coach. They had a birthday the other day. Um, and anytime you put Tibbs in a, in a, on a team, they're going to grind it out. He's going to play. Those guys are going to play for him. Um, it's early in the season. I want to see that continue. Yeah. I mean, the three-point percentages against the Knicks are really low. Do you think that is a product of the Knicks' defense or it's something that will regress to the mean and and they'll start shooting average and the Knicks, it might be tougher on the Knicks? Like, which one do you think it is? I think it's a proof of concept of their defense. And I like the fact that they added uh, some, they they brought back Taj Gibson as well. Um, Yeah, that was, yeah. Familiarity is everything. But I, I think they're just a young team. They're a young team. Um, and I think that um, they're fun to watch because they're a young team and they're young and they're scrappy. They remind me of a, a Nets team in like 2015, 2016, 2017. And um, I want to see that continue. Yep. School, what's new with uh, COVID protocols uh, just on your end? What are you hearing? Um, they added some. So in addition to the 100 and, uh, 150, 180 uh, page memo that they sent at the beginning of the season, Um, which, you know, canceled out, you know, large gatherings and fines and all of that other stuff. Um, They've added some protocols in relation to players and hotels and who they're allowed to bring in and who they're allowed to hang out with in their home time and just some added uh, pieces into that uh, memo that was sent out. So more stringent protocol, um, testing, testing. it's about the same, but it's more along the lines of who you're hanging out with. You know, they're doing, they do tracing. So like, if you see an injury report and it's like, well, this person is out, 
for, you know, COVID protocol doesn't mean that they have COVID. It's along the lines of this person is out because they um, were around somebody who had it. So um, how do they find that out? How do they find that out, Scoop? They're testing every day. No, no. What I'm saying is like, how do they know who you hung out with? Like, well, number one, because you're in constant contact with the, with your team. Okay. So you're known around, um, you know, they're also going to be wearing, you're also going to be, they're going to be wearing these rings, these tracing rings. So like, you know, the tracing rings are, you know, which you're around. So if you go to the CVS pharmacy and you know, the guy who you're buying something from has, is around somebody who has it, the ring picks it up. So that's how, you know, the NBA is like the government. They know everything. It's crazy scoop. It's crazy scoop. Um, what's most on your mind uh, coming up in these next few weeks when it comes to the NBA? What's what's been what's been heavy on your mind, scoop? Nothing really. Um, I, I think for me, it's early in the season. Um, you're kind of filling out who's who. You know, we talked about the Knicks. Uh, we talked about the Nets. We, we talked a little bit about the Lakers. Just kind of filling out who the, the, the good teams are that everybody expects um, to do well. I, I think um, you look at the teams that aren't, you know, storylines on the daily, like the Phoenix Suns who got Chris Paul in the offseason. You know, now how Houston yeah. will adapt to Depot and Houston, how Karis LeVert will, you know, bounce back from, you know, he'll eventually have surgery on that to, to, to remove that mass on his kidney. Yeah, prayers um, to that, man. Yeah. Um, prayers for him, definitely. Um, in addition to that, um, you you look at Zion Williamson in year two. You look at John Moran in year two. John just Z- came back. Zion's death. been looking a little more bouncy lately. You know, in the beginning he was looking a little yeah. bit slower, and yeah. now it's been looking better. Mm-hmm. He has. Um, so you know, you kind of just look at those young teams. Will De- Will Denver still be the scrappy team that they were <clears throat> in the bubble last year? So kind of just um, still just looking. Nothing. Yeah. Not necessarily heavy on my mind, just, you know, looking. School, great stuff. You're always welcome back on the show. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And please let us know where we could find you on social media and everywhere else. Well, first and foremost, subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms. I'm a senior writer at heavy.com. Uh, check out my work at heavy.com. And, and also um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Contact Scoop B on YouTube. Uh, in addition to that, Follow me on Twitter at Scoop B, Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B, and um, Twitter at Scoop B. I'm subscribed to Scoop. I'm subscribed to Scoopy Radio. I'm subscribed. Yes, <laughs> Thanks, Scoop. Thank you. You're welcome, bro. You're always welcome back on the show. Talk soon, Scoop. My man. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Thank you to everyone who listens to Combo's Court across the globe. And big shouts to Scoop for returning to the show. We appreciate you. Combo Nation, don't forget to rate, review, and also punch down on that subscribe button. We here at Combos Court would greatly appreciate it. Be on the lookout for episode 235. Combo out.